Last time on Idle on Pop, the team found themselves back in the real world, though some strange changes had taken hold. Quentin's class was suddenly full of students, and he was now a well-known and respected academic at the campus. Even Michael Clark, the web capital auditor, was friendly and deferential to him. Weird! Anyway, the gang wrestled with their feelings about their trip to the estate, and ultimately decided to return there for their first day of work. Joanna had prepared special work uniforms for them, and then ushered them into a room for a special video presentation. you decide what to make your human form look like? There was no decision involved. It was just... It was like putting on myself. It, it was just oh, this is how you do it and then um, that was me. Okay. Uh, I could probably like mess around with my hair and stuff. Sure. But I can't really do much. Okay. And the clothes I wear, I wear are real clothes. They're not like shadow clothes. Right, they're not part of your your magic. Mm -hmm. Um, In that case, I mean, are you happy with how your human form looks? Yes. Mm. Yes and no. I'm happy. It's fine. I like it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's not me. The me... I'm not that. This is just the me that people can be okay with seeing. Okay, so you still definitely feel more connected to your... Your bear form than your human form. Yes, but I know that people won't accept me as my bear form, and the only people who wouldn't think it's it's odd for me to be a bear before I met this group are people I would not be want to associate with, aka denizens of the undertow. Hello, I'm world-famous character actor Helmut Bakaitis. You may know me from my role as the architect in the Academy Award-winning film The Matrix Reloaded. I am here to welcome you to your new career as a servant of the estate. I'm sure you have many questions, as the infinite impossibility of the metaphysical dimension you now find yourself inhabiting inspires a divergent fractal of inquiries that can never fully be satisfied, and thus I must unfortunately limit my explanations to the most direct and pressing matters. Please, write this way. The actor on screen ascends the staircase in front of the estate and opens the door for the camera to push into the foyer. The true nature of the estate is simultaneously unknowable and undeniable. It is both an indelible piece of the human soul and an eternal mystery that even the most enlightened holy men can never fully grasp. To simplify matters to an insultingly infinitesimal fraction of the whole truth, the estate is the psychometa-umbral manifestation of the entirety of mankind's achievements. Beyond its boundaries lies the Undertow, a violent, horrifying realm born of man's deepest, most primal fears. The darkness of the human heart made manifest in the form of all of that which has haunted us since we nakedly roamed the deserts and savannas. Uh, The picture fades into an illustration of a terrifying bear creature with vicious fangs and glowing red eyes. Huh. Judgy. 
The estate is the metaphorical and metaphysical representation of our ascension beyond those fears, of our ability to carve a beacon of hope, light, and order out of the darkness and seize control of the infinite power of our own minds to create a world that grows larger and more complex by the day. The bear monster illustration dissolves into a puff of smoke, revealing the estate once more. Mm. Every human mind to ever live has expanded the rooms and corridors of the estate. Behind every door in this mansion lies a room that represents a crystallized event in time and space, where human thought and interaction brought semantic, sentimental, and semiotic value to what was once a philosophical void. As we each live our lives filled with joy, pain, ecstasy, sorrow, boredom, and contentedness, the estate grows brick by brick. The camera moves through a seemingly endless hallway, doors opening on either side to reveal offices, meadows, oceans, palaces, and houses. Of course, a chateau as massive and beautiful as this could not be built by random growth. The estate is a carefully maintained and manicured compound. Allowing the estate to develop with no guiding hand would cause abominable, deplorable chaos in the realm we so arrogantly describe as the real world. For as we influence and change the estate with our every action, so too does the estate influence us. The estate is a reflection of our reality, and will always be kept in balance with that reality. If left unchecked, conflicting perceptions and ideas will cause friction within the estate, leading to damage and fractures that have potentially devastating consequences in our world. Even worse, the malevolent and savage forces of the Undertow can penetrate the estate, soiling this astounding monument of human achievement and tainting the very fabric of our reality. The bear monster from before is animated running through the halls, a layer of filth and grime forming everywhere it steps. That, my esteemed friends, is where you come in. Under the preternatural guidance of your new master, along with the instruction and supervision of Joanna, the estate's butler, you will be responsible for keeping the estate clean and free of foreign objects, as well as adjusting and overseeing its growth to ensure that the estate continues to reinforce a human race that is ever climbing higher. Joanna appears on screen, but not the Joanna you're used to seeing. She looks completely human, like a very pretty middle-aged woman, and she's waving at the camera. She opens her mouth, and her familiar voice emanates from the speakers. I am quite looking forward to working with all of you. You hold now a tremendous responsibility in your hands. You are the stewards of the next generation of the human race. And with your help, we will build upon the foundation laid by your forebears to usher in a new era of humankind. Mr. Bacchitis, I truly thank you for taking time out of your schedule to help us with this employment orientation video. Oh, no, no, it's nothing. Not after everything you've all done for me. Though, may I ask, were you satisfied with that take? There there were some moments in the script that I thought might be worth taking a second pass on, and the film reel abruptly cuts off. <laughs> oh, that clears everything up, actually. Thank you. <laughs> I thought that guy was dead. Ursa kind of wants to say something, and so just saying under her breath, I, I do not approve of the anti-bear propaganda that movie had. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of value judgments being made there. <laughs> uh, Joanna is just sort of piled in a heap in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh. says, well, I think that just about uh, covers all the basics. Any questions? Yeah, actually, I got I got a question. I I was thinking about this. Are we getting paid? Uh, Joanna uh, kind of like pauses for a moment and just says, um. Well, you are certainly being paid in unforgettable experiences. You are becoming uh ah, you know, exposure some of the foundations of reality itself. Uh and of course there 
listen, there, you... I'll cut right to the chase. Sometimes you might find valuables in the rooms. We don't... You can keep them. Great. Done. <laughs> we are robbers? Uh, I would really rather you were in the work for the passion of it, but also, yeah, if you find trinkets or trifles that might be of uh, monetary value, they are of no use to us. Cool. All mine. As long as you don't steal anything that uh, alters the room in a significant way, of course. How will we know what qualifies for that? If You'll it, get the hang of it as you go. Don't you worry. If okay. uh, if uh, if a lamp really brings the room together, we're not allowed to take that lamp. That's yeah. That that's one way of putting it for, sh- for the most certainly. Okay. Um. Okay. Will we have uh? Will we know what sort of rooms we're going into before we get there, or will we just be randomly accosted by cockroaches again? Oh, you will be directed by Master Ron Wee to pick and choose exactly which rooms he deems necessary for cleaning. And as a matter of fact, we should formally introduce you to the master of the mansion. You were once his guest, but now you are his employees, and we should make that relationship official. If you'd follow me over to this door, he is waiting right behind it to greet you. And she kind of whirs over to... uh a door opposite the one you came in from. Uh, if one of you w- would be so kind as to uh, get it for me. Uh, sure. Got it. Uh, James gets up and uh, goes to open the door. Uh, the door opens up into a very large hall with a huge uh, oak wooden table running the length of it. Uh, it is empty and kind of covered in a layer of dust. There are sort of squares along the walls um, as though there used to be paintings hanging here and a layer of grime kind of uh, gathered on the walls around the paintings, but they're gone now. Um, Ron Wee is not here. Thank God. Uh, No one is other than all of you. And Joanna just says, oh, oh, good. Where is he? Oh, oh my. I was certain I notified him that we would be doing this. He didn't seem particularly interested in doing much of anything last we spoke. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, the master of the estate must, uh, greet the new servants. We, uh, you know what? This is an excellent opportunity to introduce you to another one of your co-workers. Uh, why don't you all follow me to the communications room? Oh, Lord. And she whirs off in a uh, different direction through another set of doors. I was very worried we were going to get re-reintroduced to Stapleton there for a second. <laughs> Never say never. Stapleton in a little, like, uh, headset next to a bunch of phone cables. <laughs> it's Stapleton in a bad fake mustache, and he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, Whiteouton. <laughs> that, of course. I'm, I'm tape dispensering-ton. Wow. <laughs> Just calls himself Clippy. I, I want to note that James is making these bad jokes. That is not just me. Oh, no, yeah. Right. This is in character. Yeah, this no, we is, got that. This conversation is in character. Are you following her, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm following her. Begrudgingly. Yeah. Enthusiastically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're here. I'm wearing a cute dress. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, she leads you all into a... Small room, uh, a few sort of twists and turns away from where you were. Um, you honestly already are not sure if you could get back to the entrance you came in through. This place is very confusing. And she kind of just plows, op- like, through a door, opening it into a 
small room, there is a large switchboard kind of taking up most of one of the walls. And uh, another one of the walls is completely taken up by a shelf that has just rows and rows of the same kind of phone that was dug out of the wall back in the first session. And uh, sitting at the switchboard is a person? Hmm. Uh... From the neck down, definitely person. But then uh, just a large telephone neck is coming out of the collar. And uh, kind of headphones are stuck to the uh, each side of the phone receiver. Great. Of course. Yeah, great. Cool. Angela, dear, I hate to be a bother. Uh, and the person with the phone head tur- swivels around in their chair and just says, It's no bother at all. How can I help you? Wait, uh, wait. Oh, I recognize that voice. It's phone voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the voice you've talked to anytime you've been on the phone with the, the estate. That shouldn't have surprised me as much as it should, as it did. She's a phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice to meet you. I, we, I, I, we were on the phone once or twice. Anyways, nice to meet you. Pleasure working with you now. Yes. I have spoken on the phone with several of you. Welcome to the estate. I hope you enjoy your time here. How can I help you? Joanna? Oh, right. Yes, of course. Uh, yes, this is Angela. She handles all of our uh, the telephony, you might say. Uh, Angela, dear, could you ring up uh, Mr. Ron Wee's room and uh, put us in touch with him? Yes, one moment. And uh, some, like, telephone beeps and boops come out of her. And then uh, she just kind of stands straight up, and out of her head you hear, Hello? Uh, yes, Mr. Ron Wee, uh, we were uh, waiting for you here in the uh, the employee orientation to meet the new uh, cleaners. Joanna, why are you bothering me with this? Why, why would you imagine that I care about what's happening? Oh, uh, uh, sir, um... Uh, well, we, I mean, we, we, we finally have new staff after so long. I thought you'd be interested in, in meeting them. I'm not. Who's there? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's all the guests from, uh, from, from yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, Miss Sloane Parker and, uh, uh, Quentin Brooks. Quentin. Quentin, are you there? (laughs) Yes, I'm here. What, what do you want? Why are you here again? Why are any of us here, man? (laughs) You got what you wanted, didn't you? Isn't your job all nice and comfortable now? (sighs) No, because now we gotta teach it. That's also... Well, well, wait a minute. Actually, what did you do to fix that? I didn't do anything, Quentin. You did. Mm. But, like, there has to be a lot of changes for that to go into place for students to be in my class how, how much you don't remember how this works you cleaned the classroom here and it changed the conditions of the classroom in the real world hmm. didn't joanna show you the video yes the yeah video. the video i i got here late i missed most of it gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it also changed like a hundred humans. It changed their histories, their memories, their interest in Mr. Brooks's class. 
That, that's a lot for cleaning one room. I didn't hear a question in that. That's a lot for cleaning one room? What's your deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> Our Qu- Quentin gets like a far off look at his eyes. He's like, and so you decide pretty much what rooms we clean, and that in effect can ass- affect what we change in the world, right? I have no interest in telling you to clean anything. I didn't ask for staff, and I don't want staff. Joanna, if you and Quentin's friends want to play house, that is none of my concern. Do not bother me about this again. And the phone clicks, and Angela's posture relaxes. How can I be of further assistance? Uh, I I think that'll be all, Angela. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Joanna seems like... I mean, she's crumpled in a heap on the ground, so it's hard to read her body language, but she seems a little deflated from this. Joanna, it seems like, although you call Ron Wee your master, you're the only one trying to do anything around here. Well, as I've said, we really have not uh, had the opportunity to do much around here in in quite some time, Uh, you know, uh... Perhaps he's just gotten used to the the peace and quiet, and I'm sure he'll come around. Everything will be as it should be soon. Uh, Well, he just said he doesn't consider us his employees, doesn't want us here. I'm sure everything will be just fine soon. Actually, to that end, Joanna, based on... maybe, Maybe I'm just not quite understanding how any of this works. So we went and cleaned the classroom. Yes. Uh, Quentin's classroom, and it made a lot of things better for him. Everything turned around. Precisely. Does Mr. Wee have a room? Oh, uh, oh, perhaps somewhere in here. I, I don't, uh, you know, everybody has a room somewhere. Well, uh, even, I, even I do, do somewhere. Oh, I don't want to oh. interrupt Joanna, but it's Quentin is very cl- clearly Grinch smiling at James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joanna, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, actually, I think change, change of priorities. Let's let's put Mister Wee's room on the back burner. Joanna, do you know where we can find yours? Oh, uh, uh goodness. Um, seems only no. fair. You've been so nice to show us around. We should do something nice for you. <laughs> I I don't need my room to be cleaned. I I don't know what you're what you're talking about. You know what we should do is get the uh the servant quarters cleaned up. That's just one of the normal rooms around here. Uh, it's just uh. You know, get get some bedding in order for all of you, so you don't have to commute every day. You can just live here. Wait, and uh, she well, hold up, Li- live, <laughs> yeah, she, live here. She leaves. She's not listening to your protests. <laughs> she just vrrs off. Oh shit. Um. So no one, no one else wants to live here, right? Just making sure. No, no, not at all. Oh, thank God. Please, please, God, no. I think it's time we took this up with management. I turned the lore. Still got the elevator. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, yeah, I still got that photo. I would like to reveal my master plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. What's your master plan? Uh, do you remember in that conversation with Joanna, there was not a lot from my Eidolon? Uh-huh. My Eidolon was a bunch of eyes, and it's very good at keeping track of things. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to reveal my master plan. I mo- watched the, K- the code she punched in. <laughs> oh man! Wait, wait, which code she punched in? On the elevator, because it wasn't just one button, right? 
Oh, right, okay, yeah, 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 because there was a whole bunch of different buttons. Yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. I guess roll plus genius and, uh, uh, let's have, um, Alexis roll, uh, to help. Okay. Okay, this is good. Six and four. So. Okay. Plus genius. Is that 12? Yeah, that would be 12 plus. Or it'd be 11. All right. I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh... <laughs> Remember how you said you were excited about us being, like, on a story track you can control? <laughs> yes! Yes, I do! <laughs> I'm just... Ooh, got, like, three pages of notes that seem unlikely that they're coming up today! <laughs> Part of me feels super bad about this. Hey, no, you shouldn't! This is great. This is good. <laughs> Alexis, you, uh... Uh, vivid dreams turn to fantasies, transforms the Polaroid of the elevator, and um, it just fills the entire room and, like, crashes down on the ground loudly. A bunch of the phones on the shelf uh, topple over and just kind of roll everywhere, and Angela just says, Excuse me, what are you doing? Um, nothing. <laughs> Taking it up with management. I roll up my sleeves on my thing. Uh, well, I'm the exterminator. I'm here to deal with pests and parasites. Oh, of course, I understand that. However, the <laughs> communications room is my responsibility to keep clean, and it seems like you've made a bit of a mess. I'm sure it was just a simple mistake. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. Uh, our, our apologies. Yeah, we'll just mm-hmm. be leaving. We'll pick it up later. Yep. Joanna roll, like rolls back in and just says, <laughs> What is the commotion back in? Um, <laughs> what's, what is all this then? What is all this then? What are you, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, nope. <laughs> We're taking it up with management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Quentin, you, you hit a bunch of buttons on the outside of the elevator and, uh, it opens up. <laughs> What did you? How did that even get in here, Miss Joanna? You brought us in to clean. We plan to clean. I th- no, you can't just go wherever you want. You're gonna get lost in here. We'll be fine. <laughs> we have the elevator. We have the elevator. I, Thanks for it. I mean, unless you want to come with someone who knows the place would be handy. Where are you going? Us? Yes, to the top, baby. All the way to the top of the company. Peace. And I jump in the elevator. <laughs> I mean, we can go to the roof if you want. It is quite a lovely view, certainly. And she just <laughs> crams into the elevator with you. I walk into the elevator and I knock in uh, Sloan's shoulder and say, I'm sorry, is this unionizing? Is this making a union? Are we doing a union? Did we unionize? I'm pretty sure this is, yeah, this is like the platonic ideal of unionizing. Magic okay, elevator. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, but you're unionizing against someone who never hired you and doesn't recognize you. Yeah, <laughs> Sloan, by the way, Sloan has not attended any of her political science classes. <laughs> I think we're done. I think this is it, yeah. All right, well, if, if you want to go to the roof, it is uh, it is just a button right in the middle of the ceiling. It's like, I got the buttons. <laughs> okay. And I just, like, cross my arms like a bellhop and my Eidolon presses all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> um, the elevator just uh, smashes through a wall and uh, I'm just imagining Angela 
<laughs> as you're leaving, none of you can hear because you're in an elevator, but he just says, That was rude. <laughs> okay, I do feel bad about that. A, a little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are we are going to need to make it up to Angela at some point. Maybe we could clean her room. I don't know if she has any problems. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make big moves, and uh, there's some fallout, is what, what? Quentin thinks to himself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you buy as a I'm sorry present to a giant telephone? A smaller telephone screen protector. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator as it moves, um, Julian says, wait a second, we're not, this is not, I can feel the way it's moving. This is not going to the roof. What button did you hit, Quentin? Uh, just, you know, I have a little bit more we didn't get to follow up on last time. Don't worry, it'll be real fast. We just need to pop in there for a second. Pop in where? Boss man, we're, the, we're going to, uh, you know. The elevator stops and opens up into the same room you spoke with Ron Wee last time. And Joanna says, wait, what? No, what What did you? Oh, <laughs> sir, I am so sorry. They, uh, they, oh, my, what did you do? We, we we are getting out of here immediately. Well, I am so sorry for disturbing you further. So she kind of like you starts pushing her motor back and forth to swing herself up to hit the door close button. What do you do? Sloane uh, summons her idol on, um, and Starter Riot just fucking slams her fist right in that doorway, keeping that door open. What are you doing? Are we gonna get fired? I've never gotten fired before. <laughs> I've never had a job before, but I've never gotten fired before. Can we get fired if we've never been hired? No, I think someone hired us. We we need to have been hired. Otherwise, I don't think this union is like. Y'all get out of the elevator. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get out of the elevator. Runway is just silently smoking and staring at all of you. <laughs> I just want to say very important, out of character, I and Quentin have no idea what to do next, but <laughs> I just like the situation we're in. It's delightful. All right, Mr. Brooks, we're here. We're confronted the boss man. Now tell him what you have to say. Yeah. What happens if we clean up in here? I don't know. It might be interesting. Like, we we just beat up some bugs in that room, and, like, we know that goes to my room. Where does this place go into the real world? This place doesn't go anywhere into the real world, Quentin. You really don't remember how any of this works? Because we fixed my room here, and it changed my room there. So what happens if we change anything here? And I, like, knock something over on the table like a cat? Like, meh. I don't think you know how cleaning works, Professor. <laughs> Quentin, you didn't clean your room. You cleaned a room. Uh, what happens when I clean this room, huh? Hmm? It's This is not one of the... I'm beginning to very vaguely remember what it felt like to be frustrated. I got a... Uh, Ron? Ron, I got a question. Yes. Okay, um... Uh... So cleaning rooms affects, you know, the, uh, you know, real world. Um, do individuals such as yourself or Joanna or Angela, um, are there A, equivalents on, in the real world? And B, if we, like, you know, I guess clean, for lack of a better word, that's awkward. Uh, you, does that have any, uh, f effects? Eyebrow raise from Ursa? I feel as if I was abundantly clear minutes ago when I explained that I had no interest in participating in any of this. I'm not entirely certain why your response to that was to ask me questions that 
you had no reason to believe I would indulge. I, I don't care if you're interested. I'm just, you know. Uh, I think Ron Wee is just going to break eye contact with you and is just kind of kind of, he's still here, (laughs) but it seems like he's not really here anymore. Like, you can just see, like, what light there was behind his eyes is gone. (laughs) He's entered the Ron zone. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Is there anything cool we can loot from here now? (laughs) Hell yeah. Hold, Hold on. Hold on. I turn to James and I ask, are we the bad guys? Not yet. I... I have another idea. Sloane is pocketing cutlery. Joanna is going to, like, uh, rocket out from the elevator and, like, cut all of you off. Just be, if you had more questions, we could have discussed it more downstairs. I don't see why you had to cause such a scene like this. Well, hold hold on, Joanna. She's, like, moving to try and, like, corral you all back into the elevator. Joanna, look at him. There's got to be something we can do to help this guy. Something is clearly wrong. That is just how he is. Now, come on. I don't think that's how he always was. Joanna, even you said he wasn't always like this and he could get better. When did I say that? Uh, like two minutes ago before we had this magical elevator ride? I said he had a room somewhere. Where is it? Uh, okay, well, he's not. Clip. since you're all gonna refuse to just go in the elevator and go back downstairs, I suppose we can have this conversation here. I apologize, sir. She kind of like lilts over to look at Ron Wee, who uh, might be dead. <laughs> Not clear. Well, here, 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 Joanna, let, let's, let's make a deal. You help us out with this, and we will peacefully, no further protest, get back in the elevator. Listen, here is how it works. This estate has nearly infinite rooms in it. Each room is not associated with one person or place. The rooms are intersections of people, ideas, times, places. When you clean a room, you clean the moment associated with that room. Mr. Ron, we or myself do not have a room. We likely have an infinite number of rooms scattered, most likely through the deepest levels of the estate as we are part of the foundation of it. So should we just start hitting random buttons and then see what happens? No! <laughs> this is all a very complicated and delicate procedure, and we need to figure out how we're going to proceed if Mr. Ron Wee is not going to uh, offer any explicit direction. I will say right now, you are doing yourselves no service in uh, ingratiating yourself to him. That is not going to ease this process one bit. I mean, it's not like we're going to get a fucking raise, so so why do I care? Sloan. Sloan, right? Yeah, what's up? Is there anything about the world that you wish would be better? Oh, so many things. As a cleaner in the estate, you have more power than anyone else in, alive on this earth right now to do something about that. Okay, you know in, like, cartoons, uh, this is out of character, when, uh, like, Scrooge McDuck is about to get rich and, like, his eyes turn into, like, dollar signs? <laughs> yeah. That expression just clicks in Sloane's face, and she's back in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I perhaps should have been more clear earlier. You're asking about compensation. I'm offering you the compensation of a better reality than the one you left. It is... A far greater paycheck than any dollar amount. Yo, she's right! I walk into the elevator. Get in here! (laughs) You know, 
if our changes were predictable, that'd be one thing. But I'm pretty uncomfortable with the idea of we kill some cockroaches in a room, and that somehow changes the minds and the histories of a hundred students. I'm cool with it! (laughs) (laughs) Imagine what we could change. What... Make things easier, better. Now, as I was saying, yeah, uh, Joanna is like in the elevator preparing. Uh, she's t- sort of propped herself up. Is uh, is everybody getting back in, or what's going on? Qu- Quinn is not going to get back in. He's going to go. So, is, does the dining room table? Does it have like utensils and stuff at it? Uh, it is just got lots of grapes. Do we just loose grapes? Yeah, we talked about this before. It's like platters of grapes, and James tried to... Yeah, the nasty grapes that have, like, egg in them for some reason. Yeah. Oh, let me snap a pick of those grapes. <laughs> oh, gross. No. Why would you want more of those? <laughs> okay, so I think Quinnen actually does get mad here. He's like, you want payment? You want to pay me? How about you pay me my memories? How about you pay me the path I lost in this place? How about you pay me my last name, my connection Ooh. with my family? How about you pay me any of that shit? Or... Is that not part of, you'd leave that in the small print of changing the future, don't you? I don't quite know what you're getting so fired up about. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, Quentin, I am certain you have been here before, but we've talked about this. I'm a little hazy about uh, your time here as well. I I remember you as both a guest and an employee of the estate. And if you're having memory problems, dear, that certainly seems like something... We can sort out. It is most certainly not part of working here that's done that to you. Perhaps, uh, something went wrong when you cleaned a room? Mm. Hmm. Ooh. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna just stare down Joanna and like, you're, you're right. Let's uh, clean up some rooms and, um, maybe we can figure out what's going on here. All right. Uh, Quentin, if you would be so kind as to hit the SQ button, as I said, we should get the servants' quarters prepared so you don't have to do that nasty bus commute anymore. Uh, I, what if we prefer the bus commute? Because we don't like being here, trapped forever. Uh, how, how, what, what about, what, what, what about Dan, huh? Trapped? You're not trapped. You are free to leave when, you're free to leave whenever you like. Without the, bus we can't like was is the bus always running because well i mean i gave you the schedule we can't oh, read yeah, it yeah about that we can't read it hey that hurt i tried to read that shit Nuh-uh. okay well it, i don't quite understand how it is my fault if uh, you do not have your letters whoa there what the fuck sloan is like ready to punch joy <laughs> <laughs> we're very violent all right, well, let's get going. Uh, she waggles herself into a button and uh, takes the elevator starts moving down. Uh, as, as things get going, uh, James kind of wants to kind of scooch over next to Quentin and kind of whisper, you don't know your last name? Uh, it's... I, they just kind of make a bunch of noises like that. Ah, <laughs> name. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Who really knows anything about that? I'm your professor. Professor... He looks off Brooks. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like we've already seen way too much weird shit for you to just try and convince me that everything's fine and uh, and there's nothing more going on here, even if you don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I have vague feelings of it being my fault, you know? But other than that, it's all cloudy, and I don't know if it's working here or... If we did something bad, or... Uh, the elevator dings, and Joanna says, Alright, here we are, the servants' quarters. The doors open up, and 
there is just an impossibly thick amount of webbing mm. uh, through the door uh, to the point where you can't see anything. Don't like that. Howdy, y'all. It's me, Luke. Apparently, I'm more of a cowboy today than usual. Anyway, I'm here to interrupt the podcast like I normally do in order to tell you all about our Patreon at patreon.com slash playtest. It's great. If you head over there and give us a little bit of money, you can get all sorts of cool uh, rewards. Let's go with rewards. Why not? Uh, for a dollar a month, you get to listen to every episode of this podcast a full week early, um, which I think is pretty cool. For $3 a month, you get an extra monthly bonus podcast where me and Molly, the co-designer of the game, uh, talk through the changes we're making in response to the playtest. And uh, additionally, you also get my GM notes from each session as the episodes release. Um, And for $5 a month, you get immediate access to the current draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self. Uh, We just put out a brand new draft last week. Uh, with the new combat system, which I think kind of rules. Um, if you are a $5 backer, um, I do want to just give you a heads up. The first version of Draft 3 that we put up had some um, errors in it. Just some small mistakes, some missing uh, content, especially on the veteran playbook. Um, so make sure you're getting the version that is listed as 3.1. That's the correct up-to-date version. Um but yeah, uh, you if you're not already a $5 subscriber, I'd recommend becoming one so that you can check it out for yourself. Um, additionally, at $5, I'll shout out your name on the podcast, like I'm about to do for all these nice people. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Rosalind Garrow, NM, August, Casey Cosmos, uh, Paradotted, Abilene, Celeste Jennings, Johan159, Mark Myers, Amelia Kurtz, Sky Adamchick, Morgan Spade, Eli Marone, Jay Baker, Mitch Graham, Jacob Hathcock, Jeff Dorman, Lambda, Phil Nightinger, Dylan Lee, Evan, Lucentia, Virgil Purcell, Liam Conlon, Kirstel Rizel Johnson, Lachlan Cleveland, Ryan Ball, Ellen, Will Helms, Stub5678, David, Lizzie Two Shoes, Jordan Sam, and the Z Mage. Um, I'm gonna have to start reading those names faster. There's a lot of you. Dang, there's a lot of you. That is awesome. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. That's it is uh it's difficult to describe just how grateful I feel that so many of you are willing to support us like that. Um Right now, I've mentioned it before, all of the money we're getting from the Patreon is just going into a bucket to uh, pay for illustrations and graphic design and layout work for the book. Um, So you're helping us make the game better by subscribing. Um, And if you can't afford to subscribe, uh, I totally get it, especially with um, the hell world we live in right now. Tell your friends about us, though. That'd be a great alternative way to support the show. Um, it would mean a lot. We're on iTunes and Spotify. It's very easy to find us. Uh, let let folks know that we're making what I think is a pretty good show, at least. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just spread the word. Um, let me uh, get the music credits out of the way here. There's not as many of them uh, this time around. 
we've got The Other Side of Darkness by Unheard Music Concepts, Weapon by Nocturnum, Third by Costa T, and Rain by Maidan, Maidan, don't know how you pronounce an A with an umlaut over it, um, there are more than just those four tracks in this episode. I meant to talk about this last week on Rock, but I have got Maxi uh, making us some more songs for the podcast. The long-term goal is to have a full like soundtrack for it, um, so I don't have to rely on these like royalty-free uh, songs as much. Um, on one hand, it will mean that there is less... Uh, avant-garde Russian violin music with titles that I can neither read nor pronounce, but uh, on the plus side, we're going to have our own original music, and I think that's cool, and I think Maxie's doing a really good job with it so far. Um, Is there anything else I need to go over here, or can I let you get back to the show? I think I can let you get back to the show. I'll talk to you later. Bye! Uh, what? This is worse than I remembered it being. Um, hmm. Uh, can can I? Uh, I, I want to try and in, investigate the webbing, see if I can figure out anything about the spider. What made it? Yeah, go for it. Uh, give me an investigate roll and uh, yeah. take plus one because I think your eidolon will will apply here. Okay, so that's eight plus the genius. So it's uh, eleven. What happened here recently? Um. Hmm. Nothing happened here recently. Nothing has happened here in quite a while. Okay. Uh, what is hidden here? Um, I think your ability to kind of uh, sense patterns is something you're still kind of new to. But you do realize that the pattern mm-hmm. on a microscopic level of like the weave of this webbing is identical to speaker boxes. Ooh, okay. Um, and what complications should I be wary of? You feel like there is this. In, it's not just the doorway that's webbed over. This entire room is just filled with web in a way that if you tried to push into it, you probably would not be getting back out. Hey, uh, professor. Yeah. Uh, any of this look familiar to you? Uh, Quentin's sweat- sweating a little bit, and his giant spider is behind him. Mm, could be anybody's but spi- No, this doesn't look familiar. Um, so what I'm going to do is... How do I revert webbing back? I want to try and do that and see if I can get some sounds from this. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, I think... I'm trying to remember if you need to do a bold reality roll, if that just happens. I think it just happens... Hmm, I should have been ready for that. You're having a good day, Lou. <laughs> We're so mean. I've got like four pages of notes, and other than the opening monologue, I've touched none of them. <laughs> We're so mean. I want to see the cool things Lou grow. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm. Ha- I. This is great. Um. Okay. Okay. Here's what it is. As you start turning the web back, um. You hear your own voice saying, Hey, if you're turning this shit back, stop it. You made this for a reason, dummy. Hmm. <laughs> mm. That seems like a note from past me. Quinn, what did, did... Are you the one who... Is is this your... Uh, your doing? I don't know. It seems like it. Uh-huh. Since, you know, we both have eyes. We all see there's a spider here, and there's a giant spider problem here. Um... 
Well, the good news is it looks like you can fix this. Go ahead and uh, undo the rest of the webbing for me. Uh, it kind of seems like past Quentin wanted this place to be webbed up. Well, past Quentin ain't your boss. And you are, Joanna? I am. Oh, shit. Not Ron Wee. Well, Ron Wee's my boss. So you're like the, the assistant manager. Who's Ron Wee's boss? No one's Ron Wee's boss. He's the master of the estate. I'm just checking. There's always a bigger fish. Quick question: Is the webbing um when you when Quentin rolled it back is like the webbing gone or was he just like analyzing it or what have you? I think the webbing that was like in the threshold is gone. But again, like this room is like every square, every cubic inch of it is full of web. Um, everyone cool with a uh, little little fire, clearing some of this out. That well, you'll have to. Scrub all the soot off, that seems... I mean, I mean that seems easier than webbing. Eh? I'll give you that, uh, but it does also seem like Quentin can just... I'm doing it! All right. Um. <laughs> I'll take it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I use a breakthrough. Um, use your Eidolon's power to force your way through a physical obstacle. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to roll 2d6. Okay, that is a 6 plus... Um, I get two, so that's an eight. Okay, uh, so choose one of, you know, you do it qui- quickly, you do it quietly, there's no collateral damage, nobody gets hurt. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> mm, my, I want to do nobody gets hurt. Uh-huh. I think, I think Sloane is more worried about potential valuables, so there's no collateral damage. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, boy, Sloane. <laughs> See, you made that new combat system, but you weren't expecting us fighting ourselves. Right. You blast fire into the room. There is um, nowhere for the fire to go initially other than, you know, the elevator. Um, <laughs> fire doesn't come in necessarily so much as uh, scorchingly hot heat as the fire slowly burns through the webbing. Um, everybody is down to winded now. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but you, despite hurting yourself with your own fire, um, managed to very expertly burn just the webbing and leave behind an immaculate, uh, small, uh, room full of beds and a couple tables. See, done. Job done. Done. And Joanna says, wow, that was wonderful, Sloane. Thank you so much. What did path me know? <laughs> Can I do a Dresdy undertow on this and seriously, like, try and remember? Yeah, you can try, sure. One of these has to hit. <laughs> Not today. Not today, they don't have to hit. <laughs> What'd you get? I got um, a natural five. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's no saving that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, you. It occurs to you that um, all of the webbing in there was probably also words you were yelling and had you reverted it, uh, you probably could have learned a whole bunch about your past. But Sloane just burnt it all up. That's okay. I took a picture before she burnt it up. <laughs> Are you revealing your master plan? Yes. Wait, really? <laughs> Go for it. Roll plus Jen. No, okay. Well, I do want to. I do want to have a moment here where, like, Quentin, like, oh wait, well, oh, he like falls to his knees. What? I uh, see. Two plus one is three. <laughs> oh! You uh, accidentally had your finger over the lens. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> was like, Professor, don't worry, have a... Aw, oh, shit. You, you have a dark photo of your own fingertip. Uh, what happens if you make that real? 
Do you just have a severed finger? Mm, I don't. Mm, that sounds bad. Joanna just says, like, all right, well, uh, each of you feel free to choose out whichever bed you like. I don't like any of them. Hold on. Uh, Anything in these quarters besides beds? Uh, well, there are some closets in the back. You're free to choose one of those as well. There's uh, some uh, lavatories and showers uh, through that door in the back there. Um, I have a question. You said, you know, we'd be staying here, um, everything. Uh... Is that like on a like twenty four seven basis? Um, is that just like we can crash here and like go back when we want to without the bus? Well, you're free to go back and forth as you wish. Uh, you will we'll need to take the bus to do it, but uh, yeah, you're, you're certainly not prisoners here or anything. I just assumed you'd prefer, you know, not having to uh, take that lengthy and complicated commute every day. I do hate my roommate. Worried about your classes, Sloan? No. no, no. Uh, oh, we just, it's just, it's just that, you know, we had lives back there that we don't want to completely throw away. Well, uh, you're certainly welcome to, uh, to live as a commuter if you wish to. Uh, again, yes, please. cannot emphasize enough that, uh, as an employee here, you have, uh, an unprecedented amount of influence and power over the course of, uh, reality itself, but if, uh, you value... Your life back uh, in the real world, more than that, uh, you know, you're certainly, yeah, by all means, go back and forth as you wish, as long as you're here on time. Sloan jumps on one of the beds. (laughs) Dibs. Ursa is sitting on another bed, but she's kind of like, her eyes are on the floor, and she's kind of not, she's kind of out of it and scared that she's still worried she might be stuck here now. Um, She's not doing great. Well, that uh, that takes care of this. Uh, boy, you uh, your workday is still basically just started. I am trying to figure out what we can do uh, until Mr. Ron Wee decides to give us some more direction. There's got to be something we can get you to clean. There's so many dirty rooms around here. Were you wait? Were you expecting it to take longer to clean this? Well, yeah, I sort of was not accounting for the possibility that you would just scorch every speck of dirt out of here in one fell swoop. <laughs> Yes, you did. You- Listen, that was that was really cool. What you did. If you do it every time, we will probably die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. I mean, I get it, but yeah. Sorry for being too efficient, Joanna. No, not at all. You- Listen, you did well. I'm just uh, at a little bit of a loss for what I should have you do next. What do we change by cleaning this room? Nothing. This room's not connected to anything. It's just a place to sleep. Hey, uh... You, you, you changed whether or not you had sticky bedding. Oh, gross. Bad phrasing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should call this out, but just, like, um... Like, out of out of character. Uh-huh. Quinn's like, what did I... Because his big fear is his past catching up with him. Right. Uh, I could be like, what did I web up in here? So he's, like, on edge. He's like, if I web this up, there was probably some serious shit going down. So, like, now he's, like, kind of looking in the corners and stuff and like a little fidgety and like yeah we took care of this no problem this is all great gang uh <laughs> and he's just kind of being fidgety and watching like what could be going wrong hey uh jo- joanna quick question yes um i since i you know so efficiently um uh cleaned out this place uh, if we're looking for a place to clean um you got any rooms that are potentially like my dorm room what uh what what were you intending to change 
Um, you See, know. that is exactly why we don't just go into random rooms and muck about, and we wait for the master to instruct us. But he he's not instructing shit, so... I, yeah, we, I... We do need to take some initiative. Can I walk up to the elevator, and I want to dredge the undertow? Uh-huh. I want to see, based on all the information and buttons and kind of guessing, kind of connection... Um, can I guess which but combination of numbers will take me to Sloan's room? Um, yeah, go ahead and dredge the Undertale. Okay. That's uh, 5 plus 2, 6, 7. Um, I'm going to... It was a 4 and a 1. I'm going to use 1 overdrive and okay. re-roll that 1. Okay. That's a 3, so 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. All right. Um, let me ask you this, Sloan, like, kind of partially out of character. Um, what were you hoping to change about your dorm room? I think Sloane would, she, like, on some level, she doesn't, like, she she's just like, I don't know, fucking make it better. But, um, I think, like, there's a part of her that, like, wants to feel more at home there. Like she feels like she has her room. Okay. Um she doesn't she doesn't feel like her roommate likes her or accepts her. Uh-huh. Um she she doesn't feel like it feels like a place where she lives. It doesn't feel like a home. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh Ursa, you know exactly which button you would need to push to take Sloan where she wants to go. Sloan, come on. Oh, f- fuck yes. I walk into side the elevator. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Wait, yeah, what are you doing? Time out. Anyone else coming? We're Wh- cleaning. Cleaning where? What are you doing? Okay, I guess it's just me and Sloane. Whoa, wait. Uh, hold up. Hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sloane. I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, what's up? James is going to walk up to Sloane and put his hands on her shoulders and be like, listen, I think messing with your own shit might be why the professor doesn't remember like half of his life anymore. I'm not sure we should do this. At least they have. But if, if you're dead set on it, I'll go with you. But I want it on the record that I think this is a bad idea. I um I put my arm my hands on James's shoulders and I say but it sounds like it could be really fucking rad. So Sloan <laughs> Do you remember how you burned all that web and it was it changed a lot in a very quick period of time, but it also kind of burned all of us a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if the burn happened to your brain? I mean, I smoke a lot of weed, so <laughs> sounds pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Quint Quentin is actually like like, ah, oh, you know, if you were at my class, you would have picked up and, like, Sloane is taking initiative. You know what she wants, and she's trying to get it. That's what it's trying to get to you. All right, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Everybody, hold your dang horses. I am not allowing any of you to just go off to some random room. Get in the, the elevator! The elevator's been locked down. It is not going to respond to you. It's not even going to open when you go over to it. Uh, the door opens immediately after she says that. <laughs> So, is everyone on the elevator except Joanna, or I don't care if Joanna comes in, too? Wait, no, what, how is that, why is that happening? That's not the elevator. Where'd you get another elevator from? <laughs> I start pressing buttons. I have a list of buttons in front of me, unless you had one that you wanted me to say. 
No, no, yeah, you just, you hit the button that you intuited and the door closes and uh, you hear Joanna angrily yelling at you as you strand her in the servants' quarters. Bye, Joanna. Bye. Sloan flips the bird as the, as the doors close. Does Joanna have a way out? Yeah, hold on, did we just strand her? We'll come back, we know where this is. Yeah, we'll come back. I do the thing pointing at my eyes and then pointing at her eyes and say, Bill and Ted. And then- <laughs> The elevator shoots off in several different directions, uh, changing direction occasionally, and um, it opens up in a hallway that, uh, Sloan, you recognize as your dorm hallway. Okay, one Sloan dorm right here. Okay, yeah, this is the right place. Okay, so just gonna inferno the whole room this time, or you want to be a little bit more careful this one? Okay, there's no... I'm sorry, which one of us threw the webs everywhere? Youthful indiscretion, but, you know, apparently I thought it was important. Great youthful indiscretion, motherfucker! <laughs> Sarah Rowe. Sloan. Um, yeah, Sloan walks in, um, and just kind of stops in, because we're in the hallway, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, stops in front of her dorm room, and, like, there's a part of her that's going, Yo, maybe, no, but she kind of tamps it down and goes, all right, let's go. And uh, just opens the door. Your roommate... For some reason, I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining bunk beds. Yeah. Um, and your roommate is on the top bunk, and she looks over at the door as you open it up, and she just says, Oh, great, you're back? Yep. And I've got big plans. Ugh. Yeah, great, wonderful... Look, I, I assume she has bad vibes like the last person we met. Uh, oh, yeah, she's got bad vibes. She will have an echoey voice in the in the edit. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Sloan. We, I don't know about just fucking jumping your roommate. No, Sloan has told me some stories. I mean, A, not my actual roommate. This is some sort of preternatural shadow monster, so kind of okay with that. Wait, is that what the last guy was? I'm assuming. Did you hear his voice? Plus, we we saw him. Right? I didn't. James was not there for that. Um. Oh, God, I feel like I can't get a minute's peace without you moping around this place. God. That. That hurts a little? That, that... Be nice to Sloan. Moping? Sloan, are you okay? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm fucking great. She, she doesn't know anything. Okay. It's cool. Let's, um, yeah. You know, I thought college was gonna be. Just such a great experience. I was gonna be on my own for the first time. I was gonna have a cool roommate. We were gonna be friends. But no, I got stuck with you. You know, maybe I, I thought it was gonna be like easy too, and maybe it was a little harder than I thought. And you fucking aren't helping. Um, we should we have we named her? Because it feels like we should name her at this point. I'm gonna hit the random name generation right now. There you go. <laughs> Her name is Abby Green. So, like, you know, maybe you're not the only one who's a little bummed out, Abby. Yeah, yeah I, I know. You're bummed out, Sloan. You're always bummed out. You're such a drag. Oh, my God. Hey, fuck you, okay? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, I love DMC. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh... Hops, she like does like a very acrobatic looking move off of the top bunk uh, to jump down to the floor. It just sort of uh, stands like uncomfortably close to you, Sloane, as she continues to say fuck you. And Sloane is like, obviously she knew this was coming, but uh, was not 
fully mentally braced. And it's just like, it has been really hard, and you are not fucking helping. Oh, you poor baby! Oh. Okay, Sloane shoves her. Just fuck you! Sloane, maybe we should calm down. No, like, no! Sloane's right, fuck you, don't be mean. Sloane, like, shoves her hard. Sloane, give me a scrap roll. Okay, you got it. Um, ba -ba -ba. That is a six plus two, because it's pow, right? Yeah. So eight. Eight, all right, so, uh... So she is going to, as you shove her, she's going to, like, wrestle with you. And uh, she's going to hit you in the face. So you're going to take one damage, pushing you down mm -hmm. to desperate. It hurts bad. Like, you would not have expected Abby to be able to hit as hard as this shadow Abby just hit. Mm -hmm. But you shove her hard and uh, choose one of the options. I'm going to do surprise my target. I don't think she was expecting me to actually, like, cross the line into physical confrontation. You shove her hard, and she hits her head on the corner of the bed and stumbles over. Oh, shit. Like, Sloan is immediately like, oh, fuck. And uh, she kind of, like, hits the ground hard and just like, oh, my. Oh, man. She reaches up and touches her head, and there's just, like, black ink coming out of the back of her head. Oh, this is fucked. Oh, oh my god, what did you do? What did you... Jesus. I wasn't, it was, she, she was, she got my face, I didn't, also, Shadow Demon, no, not a no. real person. You don't know that, Sloane. Mm, Sloane? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. She is, she is just, uh, panicking on the ground. You see, um, uh, she is, like, starting to dissolve from, like, the feet up very slowly. What do you do? Oh, Quinn would like to use his healing to try and help this person <laughs> that is being disintegrated. What the fuck? All right, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a a plus uh, genius roll, Quentin. <laughs> Five plus one. Oh, she's gonna die. Nelson doing. Does anyone want to help me with this? Yeah. Ursa, this seems like something you could help with. Yeah. I, the way my Eidolon works, my Eidolon becomes a sword. Ooh, I need to help. I need to care about this person to help yep. them. Um, you don't have inherent empathy for a melting person? Um, <laughs> no, maybe this... I mean, if you don't want to help, you don't have to help. It, she was really shitty to Sloane. Sloane's like my best friend. Um, well, but a truth. I won't judge you either way you go here. I look... I turned my my Eidolon into I think when it heals is more blue and when it attacks is more pink into a blue sword and then I look at Sloane like I make eye contact with Sloane <sighs> fucking help her okay I'm gonna help I don't have uh well I have a tie with humanity I don't know if that applies here yeah, I mean you're you're helping uh, Quentin's healing roll. Yeah. So you're just rolling your tie with Quentin. I do not have a tie with Quentin. Quentin, do you have a tie with me? Yes. Okay. Cool. Wait, no, no. Never mind. Well, that's uh, natural twelve. I stab her in the chest. You do that, and her leg kind of reverts and stops dissolving. Uh, as Quentin, you spray some webbing that wraps around her head like a bandage. And she is still just, like, on the ground clutching her head in pain, and she is starting to cry. Oh, so just uh, some texture for when Quentin heals somebody, he's saying a bunch of, like, soothing, calming words and turning that into the, these, like, no, stay with us, we care about you, you need to blah, 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 and it's... That's, yeah, that's very good. I just, I hate you so much. Oh, 
God damn it. Why, why don't we just, like, talk and, like, try to resolve our problems? Like, okay, maybe we could, you could both be better roommates to each other. You, you just, just fucking attacked, attacked me. me. You, you just, just cracked, cracked my, my head open. open. You got, okay, first off, it was an accident. Second off, you got in my fucking face. You, oh, oh, you, you tried, tried to murder me. me. That's, okay, no. I, I mean, murder is... You're you're alive. You're good. We're all good. Everything's good here. How are you? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know you, but you seem cool. You though, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, I, um, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> Ursa's maybe regretting her decision with the elevator. <laughs> Sloan is not. Sloan was not expecting it to play out this way. Um, yeah, I'm loving this. Uh, Quinn wants to. Just, put uh salt in the wood and on the fire like yeah yeah you know sounds like a minute ago she didn't even think you were a person you didn't even worthy of respect she's like oh these things they're not even people seem pretty fucked up if you ask quentin what the fuck dude ursa gives quentin a fucking look the moment he says that like a do not fucking start look We're just burning rooms, apparently. Oh, now he hurt somebody. Oh, oh you, you youthful indiscretion. Ugh. All you ever do is just mope around our door the entire time. You make me feel like shit for spending any time in here. I hate you so much. Oh, okay, but... Okay, Sloane? Am, am I your friend? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? <sighs> Fucking sure. Okay. Do you really hate it that much here? You know, we could do something about that. We we could try to get you moved, or we could try to get you a place off campus. I mean, it's... Or just it's not, spend less time in the dorm. We could not, hang out more. It's not just Abby. It's... Like, you know, it's, it's fucking college. I thought I was gonna come here, and everything was gonna be easy, and it was gonna be a fucking great time, fun, you know, I... You've seen movies, and um, it's lonely and hard, and it's not fucking easy having a roommate. Okay, no, who's a come piece on, of shit. No, we're this is the posi- this is the positivity zone. We're <laughs> trying to fix things, but also part of me feels that we're not going to yeah. be able to fix it. Uh, if it's the positivity zone, then Sloane probably can't come. She doesn't know how to do that. Oh my god, you piece of. <laughs> Sloan is like No, Sloan was very nice to me yesterday. We should stop having this heart to heart in front of the shadow whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay, fuck this. Sloan summons start a riot. Okay, Alexis is going to position herself between Sloan and Abby. Like v- very ready to defend. I offer Abby one of on Ron Wee's cigarettes. I'm like, "These are really good. They've got They've got actual nihilism in them. You're gonna, it's great. <laughs> Sloane is like shaking, like her fists are like, like shaking and like Starter Riot is like breathing heavy and smoke is like kind of billowing out with every breath. Hey, 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 no, no, we're, we're okay. We're okay. Like, yeah, she sucks. Fuck her. But maybe we don't have to, to kill her to kill, clean the room. Maybe we can actually clean the room. Find some cockroaches somewhere or something? She seems like the only fucking mess in this room. Uh, nope, that'd be you. You're not helping, Abby. You're not helping. Yeah, that's That's because she's she's beyond beyond help. Damn. Quentin! Got him. Quentin, what? 
I, I'm like pointing at Quentin. Quentin, no! Uh, we, Sloan, what's your plan here? You're gonna kill her shadow, and that's gonna make her nice in the real world. Fucking maybe. 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 We don't know. Qu- Quentin killed that guy, and that guy was nice to him. Honestly, no. Fuck this. Uh, Ursus Katana turns red. I mean, pink. Yeah, but the guy attacked us. She I'm, hasn't. And I, I, I move from being in front of Sloan to next to Sloan. No. You know, right? We're fuck this. We're fixing this. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Just just so I can get a quick temperature of the room, who's on team pro-kill, Abby? Me and Sloan, I think? Welcome to Eidolon Civil War. Uh, James is gonna uh, move next to Alexis between Sloan and Abby. Just be like, no, no, this is a this is a bad idea. We should not be here. Quentin's on fucking Team Hellraiser. So okay. He's very upset that you, like, erased what was... Could have been very important to his past, so he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm smoking the nihilism cigarettes now. I've, I've become the Joker in my mind. <laughs> Joker. Um, how how close are uh, Sloane and Ursa to the elevator right now? I'd say like we're like halfway in the dorm room, so like like an equal distance. Yeah, yeah the elevator's kind of down the hall a little bit, but you're yeah. Oh. Uh, James is gonna whisper uh, to Alexis. So you made the elevator, right? Can you control it from here? That's a good question. My plan was kind of uh, shove him in the elevator and revert it. What are you whispering about? Oh, you know what? Uh, Katana turns into boomerang. I throw the boomerang so it goes around them and hits Abby. Oh, shit. Roll bombard. Okay. Can Is there anything James can do to interfere with that? Yes, you can hinder her. Describe what you're doing, and then you'll roll uh, plus your tie and do minus two on her roll. Do you still have your baseball bat? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Yeah, I still have the baseball bat in my backpack. I'm going to try and knock it away. Great. Okay, Ursa, what did you roll real quick? I mean, well, I roll a four and a one, but I'm going to use my last overdrive to re-roll that one into another one. Never mind, that's a five. I have four experience now. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. What, is, what stat should I use for what I'm trying to do? Um. Well, she fucked up her roll, so you don't need to do it. Oh. Okay. I think what's gonna happen? She's gonna throw the boomerang. Boomerangs are hard to throw. Good. Do you know that? Yeah. 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 And uh, James does have a bat that he was swinging. I think you're just gonna crack it and just smack the boomerang back into Ursa's face. Ursa, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, that's what happened, because Ursa fucked up her roll real bad. Great. Ursa, look at yourself. You're becoming the monster you don't want to be. Shot. Do not. Do not call me that. Don't call me that. I'm being a good friend. Don't call me that. You're literally trying to kill someone. Okay, first off, again, not actually killing. We killed that... Uh- we killed that other dude. He was fine. Yeah. You don't know that. Y'all were fine with that. Murder's fine when it's convenient to you. We have one point of evidence. That's not enough to draw a line. He was actively attacking us. She was verbally attacking me. She's laying on the floor bleeding. She's Okay. The I shoved her. I am sorry. My bad. I did not know she was going to fucking hit her head on the shadow bed here here in the... Apology not accepted. Oh, shut up, Abby. Fuck off, Abby. 
uh, in the shadow realm where she hit her head on the shadow bed, and now she's bleeding shadow blood because she's not actually Abby. Yeah. Sloane, you have the choice to stop this right now. You don't have to kill her. It's not killing! Yeah, choose love. Quentin, shut the fuck up. Sloane, what do we do? Uh, Ursa says, like, touching her head. I... Out of character, I apologize for yelling for 90% of this episode. No, it's great. I love it. I will not stand in the way of Sloan enacting her justice. <laughs> Fuck, yes! Wait, no, you're still a jerk, but hell yes. Okay, 2v2, we, we can... Fuck, they're my friends. Ursa, look, I... we, we don't have to do this. You're right! Step aside. No, I can't. We, d- we we know how that one guy turned out, but we don't know that that's necessarily how this is going to turn out. We've already made abundantly clear that we barely understand how any of this works. Plus, this, this is Sloane's idea, so it's probably going to fuck up. Oh, shut the fuck, Abby. Abby? Abby. It's Abby, right? Hey, Abby, hi. Hi, James. Nice to meet you. We're trying to convince her not to murder you, so maybe just make it a little easier on me, please. Yeah, fine, all right. Okay, no, no, you know what, Abby? You want to talk? Go ahead and tell all of my friends Friends, here friends. Exactly, yeah, you're, you're, you're a friend, Ursa. Um, exactly how you feel about me as a person, as a human being. Go ahead and tell them how you feel about me so that they can know how that affects this whole situation. Go for it. Just let loose. I've been doing that the whole time. You're fucking awful, and I hate you. Hold on. Hold on. Sloan. Yeah? How well do you actually know Abby? Not this Abby, the real Abby. How well? We lived together six months. Um, we thought things might be, like, a little okay um, when I first moved in, but she was... Not as hard hit by college as I thought, and she had no time for uh, my struggles. So uh, we don't know each other super well, but that's mostly because she um, she considers me uh, a fucking burden. So, you know. And did she ever say that to you, or did you just assume... Are you li- I'm sorry, have you not been in this room? Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've been, been pretty, pretty clear, clear about, about it, bro. It, bro. <laughs> Look, I... I- I have a theory that this shit is, like, people's fucking darkest intrusive thoughts. And, like, if you really get down to it, everyone has that kind of shit going on. I don't really think this is the best way to judge someone. But maybe if we clean it, we get rid of those thoughts. Maybe. James, are you suggesting <laughs> that maybe this is not Abby's true self, but this is uh, Sloane's projection of who she thinks Abby is? Well, in that case, there's no reason we should worry about getting rid of it then. Yeah. Yeah, because it won't because it won't fucking matter. Quentin, st- professor, get behind me. We're doing this. Okay. Uh, what photographs? I have the photograph of the professor and uh, Ursa dancing. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. When did that happen? That was last episode when they were at the, the musical uh, lecture. Oh yeah. right. If you, oh my god. Maybe maybe if I show yeah. them how they used to be, they'll see how monstrous they've become. <laughs> Or, failing that, we'll have doppelgangers of them to fight alongside us. Uh-huh. I love it, yes. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm molding reality on that photo. Uh, let's see, plus biz. Okay. Both are good. Yeah, give me that plus biz roll. <laughs> Four plus two is six. Would you like an assist on this? Oh, please. <laughs> Professor, I'm, I'm 
I'm counting on you. Wait, he's assisting you t- against himself? <laughs> Quentin is is fucking Charlie Day cutting the brakes in the van going wild card. Yep, basically. I, I kind of want to hinder if this goes through. I want to give a shot at hindering. You're like wrestling with the cat. <laughs> yeah, I like swipe at the at the picture. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I got seven before anything. I don't know if I add anything. I don't think we have any ties. Uh, you add your tie with Alexis. Okay, Alexis has one tie with me. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's eight. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, Ursa. Yeah. Can I do a minus two? Is that a thing I could do? Yeah, you can try. No, I'm I'm asking how the move works. Uh, help or hinder? You you roll your tie with Alexis, and if you succeed, it'll be minus two on the okay, roll. Okay, okay, cool, cool, yes. cool. Which will bump it down to a six. So my tie with Alexis is zero. Alexis, do you have a tie with Ursa? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, that's a 12. Well, uh, since we're all in a fucking using our ties to hinder people hoedown. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and... Like block what Ursa's doing. Uh, no, because if you're hindering Ursa, you would give her minus two, and that would still give her a ten. Yeah, she just did too bad. I think Ursa just like walks up, like rips the photo out of you, and cuts it in half. The time for dancing sober. Like, no, that was fun, but we're trying to get, we're trying to make Sloane's life better. Why can't y'all see that? I'm worried we're gonna make Abby's life worse. Like, I mean, that other guy we fought yesterday, he was a dick, but, like... And then he was nice! We don't have anything to know that Abby's terrible other than Sloane's word. But, and you don't trust her? Yeah, is my word not good enough? Not enough to fuck with someone's brain! Sloane, I'm causing a distraction! <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes! Um, Sloane scraps with Abby. And it sounds like Ursa's assisting. Yeah. And that's a plus two. Go um, ahead and scrap. <laughs> oh, that is a seven. It's a success. Uh, yeah, Ursa, go ahead and succeed. Well, even if you assist her, it'd push it to an eight, yeah. Should I... What did you roll, uh, Sloan? A seven. No, like, what were the dice you rolled? Oh, two d6. What were the two numbers that came up? <laughs> oh, sorry, one and four. I am a dumb dumb. Do you want to overdrive it up to uh, re-roll that one? Just because if yeah, you take sure. a hit, you're defeated. I'll do. Oh, yes, I would then. I lit myself on fire earlier. Um, what does defeated mean in this sense? Should, does she die or does she just... It means she faces death. She might die. Okay, so that was a three now, so that bumps it up to nine. Nine, okay. Okay, now I'm going to help. Now you can help and get it to a ten, yes. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a nine, which means it does... No, wait, we have plus two, so that's an eleven. Sloan has um, start a riot just grab Abby and like, like, cause starter rides big enough to like, just kind of hold her in one hand. Um, and just hold her like right in front of Sloane's face and like hold her like pretty tight. Um, and I, I look at shadow Abby dead in the eyes and I say, is there any possible outcome of this where you don't, think of me as a burden you you accept that i am struggling with some real tough shit right now fuck you okay uh start a riot throws her into the wall <laughs> uh she hits the wall and um splashes against it and there is just like abby's clothes and just uh black inky goo i walk up to sloan and put a paw on her shoulder well we did that 
Um, there is a loud crash as an elevator smashes through the ceiling and it opens up to reveal Joanna. And she says, you are all fired. Idle on Pop is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow the show on Twitter at playtest. You can follow Fabi at Fabi underscore Garza, Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, Crystal at Arcane Crystal, Zoe at Blankzilla, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Thanks to Maxi for our theme song, Party Crasher, uh, as well as the additional tracks, Archimedes Screw and Redshift. Idle on Pop will be back in two weeks on June 8th for Patreon subscribers and June 15th for everyone else. See you then! Thank you.